The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Hello, hello, hello. I'm direct from the Pet Buzz Studios in the Gulf Coast of Florida. Dr. Fleck is on special assignment. And alas, you're just going to be with me today. So it's just us. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Well, then you better turn up your hearing aid, Pops. Well, you know, hurricane season is finally here. And about two weeks ago, we kicked off the season with some special programming about disaster preparedness. So Check out that show. You can visit thepetbuzz.com if you want to hear that show and you want to get up to speed about disaster preparedness. So uh, earlier in the week, we thought we were having a hurricane slash tropical storm here on the West Coast of Florida. And after hours of house prep, I mean, hooking at plants that I didn't uh, plant, lanai furniture, yard furniture, getting the house ready, shutters and everything else. The dogs and I finally picked up our stuff and we went to a hotel until things blew over. Well, we were only there one day (laughs) because nothing really happened. Just a lot of rain. But anyway, while I was at the hotel, I met some interesting dogs and their owners. I usually uh, stay at a local holiday inn here in Bradenton. So one dog in particular really she caught my eye. She was a, a very little and very nervous chihuahua. I mean, I guess all chihuahuas are, for the most part, a little bit. She was very sweet. And at one point, she came over to me when we were outside. But she was really, really afraid. And she was shaking like a leaf. And so I asked the owner about her story. I just assumed she was a rescue dog. And the owner told me that she was left in a storage unit with young puppies. I mean, who does something like that? I mean, maybe. The owner didn't realize she was pregnant. And then when she did, it was too late. And then the puppies came and she didn't want them. But abandoning your dog in a storage facility, you know, it's kind of crazy. And, and, and I realize that things like food and pet supplies, as well as vet care, can be really expensive. But there are so many caring resources out there that can help you deal with these kind of problems. So I suggest if you're ever in that dilemma, call or stop by your local shelter Go on Facebook, find local Facebook pages about rescue dogs, ask them to help you. But I always say this, never abandon your dogs. If you need help, call me, 888-286-6475. Leave a message. I'm not going to give you money, but I will make some phone calls to help you find the best place to rehome your dog. You know, I guess you could say as a result This show is dedicated to that little Chi-Chi that I met at the Holiday Inn in Bradenton earlier in the week. So hopefully she settles into her new home and they make a real happy family. One of her pups, from what I understand, is right next door. So she's got family nearby. So now let's kick off the show with the weekly countdown. Well, in segment four, I'm talking about gearing up for the summer with the proper gear. You and your pet will have an enjoyable yet safe summer season. In segment three, Dr. Kate Grevy, uh, an associate professor of small animal clinical sciences, College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences, Texas A&M, 
talks about the dog aging project. I want you guys to listen closely and you and your dog can participate with the other 30,000 plus dogs who want to help dogs age in a healthy, healthy manner. So listen closely and you and your dog can participate with the other 30,000 dogs, or I should say 30,000 plus dogs who want to help dogs age in a healthy manner. But the material is also important because the research conducted is also used to help with human aging studies. So that's a good thing. Well, in seg two, in this portion of the show, shark expert and director emeritus, Florida Program for Shark Research, University of Florida, Dr. George Burgess speaks about why we love Shark Week. Specifically, we're going to find out why he loves sharks so much and has dedicated his career to learning more about sharks. And in segment one, like so many of you, we spent the last few weeks watching the news about Surfside, Florida. I'm talking about the Champlain Towers collapse. And early on after the collapse of the tower, Florida Task Force 2 brought in dogs to search for live humans and animals, as well as cadaver dogs to sniff out uh, the dead or the remains of residents who have gone missing. Well, the newest news is that before the demolition, pet owners who lived in what still stands of the Florida partially collapsed condo tower wanted the planned demolition delayed because they believe that there might be animals that are still alive in there. And actually, at one point, someone saw a cat on one of the demolished balconies, some firefighters and rescue workers went up on a cherry picker and left the cat food. Well, anyway, comment was uh, obtained from Delilah Keynes, director of Miami Coalition Against Breed-Specific Legislation, said that her organization believed that at least several dogs and cats, a guinea pig and a few parakeets were still stuck inside the structure. Keynes said that her office began getting calls about pets since the building collapsed, but she understands that the current structure was too unstable to send crews in to rescue the animals. But here was the thing on 4th of July weekend. On July 5th, a judge in Florida denied a woman's request to search the partially collapsed Champlain Towers for missing pets just an hour. This happened just an hour before the condo was completely demolished. So according to the Miami Herald, this woman was Stacy Caron, a Broward County paralegal who works with animal rescue uh, on a volunteer basis. And she was seeking permission to enter the partially destroyed campus to find a specifically a cat that belonged to a resident of uh, Champlain Towers. Court documents shared by the Miami Herald show that Karen requested that the court give her emergency order allowing her to enter certain property for the sole purpose of retrieving this pet and others trapped inside the building. So she promised to be relieved of all liability if she caught the animal. She also agreed not to remove any items from the building and that her search would be focused entirely on animals. So the Miami-Dade mayor, Daniela Levin, Cava, confirmed that at least three pet sweeps were conducted uh, around the Champlain Towers before they were demolished, but she said no animals were found. Announcing the disapproval of the motion, the judge in the case said, despite the enormous efforts and the tireless hard work that had been done there, there is going to be a loss of life here, loss of human life and, of course, animal. And, you know, this situation is so unfortunate for the families of the residents of and those who the few who have survived this horrible catastrophe. I mean, we never I mean, I it brings me back to living in New York in 9-11 when we knew. So many people 
had pets who were locked in those buildings who were never coming home to retrieve their animals. Even a client of mine, their daughter had gone missing. The daughter was my client and her parents. I kept trying to call the parents. She didn't live that far from me, but I knew that she wasn't coming back. And I immediately went to her house, retrieved her dog. It took me about a week and a half to get in touch with her parents. And her parents just totally were so wanting to know what happened to her. They forgot about the dog. And I finally told them that the dog was with me. I picked it up right after I heard about the collapse of the building. Um, they were very great, very grateful. And uh, I think about her and the dog and that Westie that I took care of. On that note, it's time for a commercial break and we'll be back with Celebrity Pet Buzz and our first guest, George Burgess, discussing why we love sharks for 35 years in Shark Week. So stick around for more of the buzz. listening to the pet buzz with pet trendologist charlotte reed and veterinarian dr michael fleck we love to communicate with you via social media use the pet buzz social media channels on twitter and facebook to make a comment or ask a question post a picture of your pet on instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality you can also write to us at team at the for more information about our show our guests and our buzzworthy freebies visit us at the Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and research shows walking at least a half an hour every day can reduce a person's risk for heart disease and other serious illnesses. So regular walking is a great way to live a long and happy life. For most dogs, an hour of physical activity each day is necessary and will help them lead healthier lives free of disease. Walking a dog does not only have a physical benefit, there are plenty of psychological benefits for both the dog and the owner. There are so many smells, sights, and sounds in the outdoors that a dog is mentally stimulated every time he or she walks out the front door. Taking a dog on a walk will also help to solidify the strong bond between you and your animal. Give your dog some positive attention by doing what he or she loves. Take your dog out for a neighborhood walk today. Warmer temperatures mean more time outside. You have sunscreen for yourself, but what about Fido? According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. I love two things, sports and my dog Chester. Where I go, he goes. To the beach, to play soccer, everywhere. We spend a lot of time together in the sun, so I always carry a can of EpiPet sunscreen. So Chester is protected from the sun's harmful UV rays. I just spray it on and I don't have to worry. Chester is protected, so I know my sports buddy is going to be with me for a long time. Thanks, EpiPet. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Visit epi-pet.com. Ever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. 
Teva Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. And the best part is you can get Teva Pet flea and tick topicals delivered right to your door when you shop on TevaPet.com. Teva Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Thank you for joining us this morning on the Pet Bus. This show is hosted by the Dynamic Pet Duo. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Well, on a celebrity front, we hope you had a great 4th of July. We also hope that your pets had a safe one. That's why July is National Loss Prevention Month. Every two seconds, I didn't know this, a pet goes missing. In fact, over 10 million animals go missing every year and only one in every 10 of them make it back to their owner. And that's why we constantly tell you here on the Pet Buzz, make sure you update those ID tags to include your current cell phone number. And also if you're listed with a microchip registry, make sure they have your current address and phone number. Anyway, unfortunately, over 4th of July weekend, Olympic gold gymnast Allie Reisman rescue dog, her dog Milo, went missing during the Independence Day celebrations. Raceman is asking local residents in the Boston and surrounding areas to keep an eye out for her pet. She encourages folks. She says, please don't chase him for fear that it'll make it more difficult to find him. Or if you chase him, it might put him in further danger. For example, he might get run out in the street and get hit by a car. So check out Allie Raceman's Instagram account for pictures of Milo. And if you see him, contact her at Lynn Raceman. That's L-Y-N-N-R-A-I-S-M-A-N at gmail.com. Now, a reward is being offered, but we do not know what the amount is. We hope that good Samaritans out there will be on the lookout in the Boston area for Milo. Won't necessarily look for him for the reward. Allie, we hope that you find your dog. And if you do, let us know on the Pet Buzz. Okay, so let's bring on our our first guest. You know, Shark Week 2021 begins Sunday, July 11th and ends July 18th on Discovery and Discovery Plus. I can't believe this, but it's back to celebrate 35 years with 45 hours of programming. That's the most program it's ever had. Unbelievable. So joining us to talk about our love of sharks in Shark Week is George X, George H. Burgess, Director Emeritus, Florida Program for Shark Research, University of Florida. Dr. Burgess, we love having you on this show. Welcome back. Good to be with you. So why is it that we love Shark Week? And why do you think people keep coming back for more? Is it like their love of Jaws? <laughs> Well, I think we're all fascinated with sharks in one way or another. Sharks are, 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 are capture our imagination, uh, but uh, I think they're perhaps hyped a little too much. Uh, and uh, as a result, uh, uh, there's inherent fear, uh, I think, among people who don't really understand the, the truth about sharks and, and their biology and ecology. Well, that's why you're we here. here. That's okay. So, so let's get into some Shark Week content and just get some commentary from you. So, of course, one of my favorite movie stars is Eric Banya, and he's narrating a documentary called Envoy Shark Call. So, talk to us about the importance of sharks and why governments want to call these majestic uh, creatures. I don't know that there's a uh, there's really uh, uh, governments that are out to kill sharks. 
what there are are is a couple of misplaced safety programs that in, include the killing of sharks. So, for okay. instance, the the netting programs in South Africa and east coast of Australia work on the on the uh, theory that if you uh, thin out the number of sharks in an area, you'll have less shark attacks. And of course, they're absolutely right. Uh, if we uh, if we kill every shark, there'll never be a, another shark attack. Uh, but of course, that doesn't work real well in, in sort of modern societies and modern thought processes. And today, with our better understanding about the dynamics of the sea of conservation and of the plight of sharks, which are, are, are in considerable danger around the world as a result of overfishing, uh, such practices are no longer viewed particularly well, certainly in the scientific community. Also airing during Shark Week is Finn in which a professional group of scientists, researchers, and activists sail around the globe to unveil the truth behind the death of millions of sharks, exposing the criminal enterprise that is impacting the extinction of these misunderstood creatures. So what criminal enterprise are they referring to? Commercial fishing occurs around the world, and uh, sharks are among the animals that are impacted in fishing. And are there regulations in certain places uh, that are being avoided by fishing uh, operations? Yes, indeed, there are. Uh, but uh, to sort of broadly, uh, broad brush the, uh, the, the fact that anybody who goes out and fishes or catches sharks as a criminal is, is overstatement. That said, um, uh, th there are government-sponsored operations, such as safety operations in South Africa and Australia that we've discussed where those are, are, are sponsored by and paid for by local government. And uh, if you want to call those criminal enterprises, you can, but uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a, an accurate characterization. You know, it's really interesting. It's we have to take into consideration, of course, people want Discovery. Discovery Plus wants people to watch Shark Week. And of course, sometimes these descriptions are hyped. So thank goodness we have George here to kind of like give us a clear view and get us on point. Yes. Well, thank you, I appreciate it. Now we have the right interpretation. So lastly, George, why do we all love sharks so much? Well, I wanted to know why George will love sharks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love sharks probably for the, the same reason a lot of people uh, who watch these, these shows uh, love sharks as well. They're fascinating creatures. They're uh, uh, highly developed over uh, millions and millions of years, more than 400 million years of evolution. Uh, and, and early on in their evolution, they, uh, they, they discovered a design that worked very well. And so over the years, all they've done is basically made it uh, a better and better plan to catch the next uh, meal. And that's what they do. Their whole life is devoted to finding the next meal with occasional forays and a making whoopee. So uh, the reality is, is that... Uh, the sharks are, are, are uh, extremely well-developed in their senses and so forth. And we all are really excited about that in the scientific community because they have layer upon layer of, of, uh, of advantageous uh, mutations that have occurred uh, that make them a better predator. And so uh, I'm fascinated with that, as are my colleagues. Now, I'm curious, Dr. Fleck, if we would get the same answer from your sister who <laughs> loves sharks, has a house called the Shark 
place or something like that. I don't think it's just going to be as sophisticated as this Dr. Burgess, but I think it'll be pretty good, don't you? I don't think it'll be as sophisticated as Dr. Burgess. You're absolutely right. But you know what gets me is 400 million years. Just think of that. And how long have we been here? Uh, not as long. Yeah, I heard they're doing some research now where they're looking at human remains that have been bitten by sharks. You're, aren't you working on that? Or uh, yeah, I'm a co-author. I'm a co-author on that paper, and it came out just this week. Uh, oh. uh, take a take a look online. Uh, we found uh, the earliest known shark attack victim, a uh, uh, a gentleman in Japan uh, that was uh, that met his fate to a shark more than a thousand years ago. Wow. Are we contemporary? Okay. No, but this is the reason we have to have George come back maybe in the next two weeks. Are you up for that? I'd be happy to. Oh, I want to hear about that. George, Dr. Burgess, thank you for coming on to our show. We always love to have you. Yeah. And I know our listeners do, too. Well, everyone, that was Dr. George Burgess, Director Emeritus at Florida Program for Shark Research, University of Florida. He is our favorite shark expert. He's actually our only shark expert. So, but we do love him. So I think he's been coming on the show like for five or six years now. He sure has. Yeah. Anyway, to learn more about Dr. Burgess, visit floridamuseum.ufl.edu. And for more information about Shark Week, visit sharkweek.com. What would you do with two and a half more years with your dog? Two and a half more years of fetch, of walks, of love. Studies show that overweight dogs live two and a half years less on average than dogs at a healthy weight. But Slim Paws is here to help. Veterinarian recommended weight loss in one daily chew for your dog. Slim Paws, for the long, healthy life of your dog. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. You know, you're listening to the best in pet talk radio. This is the pet buzz. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. So I was thinking about all the things I came in contact with in the last few weeks, and I found one product that I want to share with you. It's called Spleesh. So what do they say? They say, spleesh your leash. So get a handle on your pet's hydration during hikes and walks. Click spleesh on your existing leash for access to 12 ounces of water on the go. So spleesh, it's available in two color options. It features 12 ounces water reserve. Okay, so the reserve looks like the compartment of an extendable leash, like a flexi leash. You've seen those where the 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 cord goes up inside. That's what it looks like, okay? But it's really an open water dish with a spray function with a 14-foot range. Spleesh is great for hydrating your pet on the go with the flip open cup. Getting the ultimate grip on your leash fits most standard size leather, rope, or nylon leashes. 
and protecting yourself, your dog, and potential off-leash animals with the 14-foot protective spray radius of the water. Additionally, by being able to bring spray from your leash, you can cool your pet down. You can even clean his paws after a walk. And you guys know, we've talked about this so many times in the past, especially when you're walking in a park, a lot of times they use fertilizers and other chemicals. So it's always a great idea to clean your pet's paws after a walk. So I want you to check out Spleesh. It's $34.99 at Spleesh.com. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to love it and check out so you can see it on our social media channels. Okay. So moving on, well, the Dog Aging Project, a national research effort to learn how to foster healthy longevity in canines is looking to expand its pack of participants across the country. Guess what? They need your help. They want you and your dog to participate. And joining us today is Dr. Kate Grevy, the Dog Aging Project's Chief Veterinary Officer and an Associate Professor of Veterinary Internal Medicine at Texas A&M. Dr. Grevy, we are pleased to welcome you to the Pet Buzz today. Thanks, glad to be here. So what is the Dog Aging Project and talk to us about its goal. The Dog Aging Project is a really exciting opportunity for owners of pet dogs to participate in community science with the dogs in their homes. So by sharing information about their pet dogs and the, and the interesting and different lives that they lead, we will learn about aging in dogs and preserving health in aging dogs. And a lot of what we learn will translate to people. Cool. Okay. So I'm just curious. So talk to us about what dogs are involved and how do you find them to participate in this project? The Dog Aging Project is open to any dog, all dogs. If you've got a dog, we want you to sign up for the Dog Aging Project. Big ones, small ones, purebreds, mixes, old dogs and young dogs. As long as you own a dog and love it and can tell us about it, we want your dog in the Dog Aging Project. And we mostly find them through opportunities like this. We're excited to share our project with people and get them excited about sharing their dog's lives with us. Great. So are there still some dog breeds or dogs from some geographical locations that you're still looking for to participate? Absolutely. We are specifically trying to fill some gaps in representation of the very largest dogs, the very youngest dogs, puppies. We need puppies. You know, we're called the Dog Aging Project, and so people think that that means only old dogs. But the more we know about early life experiences, the better we can understand aging. So we need puppies. And the other thing is that we have a lot of dogs from um, suburban areas, but we need more dogs from cities and more dogs from very rural areas. So the deeply urban and the wildly rural, we need them all. That's a lot of dogs. That's a lot of dogs. <laughs> That's a lot of dogs. And a lot of lifestyles. And a, yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit enrollment. What are the pet owner's responsibilities to the project? Sure. So the most important thing that our dog owners do is they tell us about their dog's lives. Our fundamental group, our most important group of the Dog Aging Project dogs, we call the Dog Aging Project Pack. And the owners of dogs in the pack interact with us entirely through surveys. They can do these surveys on their, on their computers, at their homes, in their places of business, on laptops, through Wi-Fi, wherever they're comfortable. And many of our surveys offer the opportunity to fill it out for a little bit, save and take a break and come back and fill it out later. So the very most important thing that our dog owners do is provide us with survey-based information for this largest group, the Dog Aging Project Pack. Within that group, different subgroups of dogs will be invited to other things. And, and this varies based on the goals we're trying to achieve of representing age or geographic diversity or breed diversity. 
So some owners will be asked to swab their dog's cheek to collect a DNA sample with a kit that we will provide. Other owners might be asked to take their dog to the veterinarian for collection of blood or urine samples through a kit that we will provide. Um, and some owners will be asked to play games or do other tasks with their dogs in the home through instructions that we will provide through their online research portal. And you provide the games. We provide the instructions. We provide the games. We provide a little video that shows you how to do everything and a place to record your results. I think this sounds fun. It does. Now, how long is the commitment? We intend to study these dogs for the rest of their lives. And we want owners to come on this journey with us for as long as they're able. The longer we can continue to follow the dogs and understand the unique lives that they have and how those unfold, the more we'll learn. We, of course, understand that people are busy. And so we try to make our work interesting, fun, and clear. We try to say, we're asking you to do this survey. We think it's going to take this amount of time. Here's how you do it. Here's how long you have to complete it. And we send reminders because we know everybody's busy and it's easy to lose track of some of these things. But we try to make it really easy for folks to participate. Now, how many dogs have participated so far? We currently have just over 30,000 dogs in our dog aging project pack. So 30,000 owners have gone to the trouble of creating their online portal, signing up their dogs and answering our basic intensive survey about their dog's health, which tells us everything about where they acquired the dog, where they live with the dog, what the dog eats, what kind of games it plays, what other kinds of animals it interacts with, who the dog's veterinarian is, and all of the things about their dog's health. So we have 30,000 owners who've been willing to share that about their dogs. I was just going to say that really shows how much people really care about their pets. They sure 30, do. 30,000. No, I was thinking about 30,000 pictures of all of those dogs. <laughs> do you get pictures too? We do get pictures. We also have a couple ways that our um, participants can contact us through email if they have questions or problems. And we have a very enthusiastic support team to help folks navigate some of these requests. And that frequently leads to kind of email friendships with our participants and sharing little stories about their dogs, photos about their dogs, and sometimes telling us how their dogs got their names. Cool. So if you've just joined us, we're talking with Dr. Kate Grevy of the Dog Aging Project. So what has your research revealed so far? For example, talk to us about how biology and the environment shape healthy aging in dogs. Yeah, so this is a great question. We are just at the beginning of our data analysis. So we're taking the responses from these 30,000 committed owners and analyzing the things that they've told us. And our team includes scientists of all different backgrounds. And so we have some people looking at exercise. We have other people looking at feeding schedules. We have other people looking at the kinds of diagnoses or diseases that owners tell us their dogs have had and if we can figure out if that's related to where they are in the country or what their breed background is. So we're just at the beginning of diving into all of these questions, and we're really excited to see what kinds of things we'll be able to learn in the coming months. So if you need more dogs for the Aging Project, how do they contact you? Absolutely. So we have a website, dogagingproject.org. And if you go to dogagingproject.org, all one word, no uh, punctuation, dogagingproject.org, there's a big purple button that says nominate your dog. If you click that button, you'll be asked a series of very basic questions about the dogs in your home. And if you have more than one dog, we'll give you some pointers about how to choose which dog to nominate. At this time, we can only accept one dog per household because we're trying to make sure that everybody has an equal opportunity to participate. If you complete that nomination survey, you'll be invited to create a password protected portal 
accessible only by you and the research team, where you then will be given access to the rest of the surveys and other questions about your doctor. This is it's a, exciting. It's a great project. Great yeah, we project. hope our listeners will definitely and take you know part, what as a veterinarian every day when I, I have to visit with the pet parent and the and the pet, you just see how this is so important. You know, really sign up at mm. dog aging mm. project sign up dot org. Up next, learn what is the necessary and proper gear to have an enjoyable and safe summer. Warmer temperatures mean more time outside. You have sunscreen for yourself, but what about Fido? According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. I love two things, sports and my dog Chester. Where I go, he goes. To the beach, to play soccer, everywhere. We spend a lot of time together in the sun, so I always carry a can of EpiPet sunscreen. So Chester is protected from the sun's harmful UV rays. I just spray it on and I don't have to worry. Chester is protected, so I know my sports buddies can be with me for a long time. Thanks, EpiPet. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Visit epi-pet.com. For the full-length, unedited video versions of all of our interviews, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel. You're listening to The Pet Buzz. Hey, I'm petrologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We are urban. Suburban. And and country. country. Well, you know, as many more people return to work and travel this summer, the demand, believe it or not, for dog walkers, pet sitters, doggy daycare and boarding facility has soared. And in a way, I'm really glad because a lot of these folks, just like you, have needed to return back to work. Okay, so dog walkers and pet sitters, local kennel and boarding centers say they're booked up months in advance because, you know, everyone wants to get out and go. They want to take a vacation before hiring a dog walker or pet sitter. I want I want to give you guys some advice. Make sure you like the sitter or the dog walker, too. You know, your dog may like the pet, but you also want to get a good feeling about that sitter because not only are they going to be taking care of your pet, they're going to be in your home. Confirm that anyone that you hire is bonded and insured. A contract is a must and should spell out the terms of the care with any specific instructions. Okay, so now when choosing between a dog doggy daycare or a boarding facility or the, the myriad of them in your area, I always say the best thing to do is go and take a visit. Okay, so you want to make sure the operation is clean, the staff is attentive to their charges needs, and that the dogs are housed in a very safe manner and play together really nicely and that somebody is overseeing that. Additionally, you always want to review emergency procedures, meaning what if something happens to your dog 
and ask what veterinary practice the individual or the facility is affiliated with. I mean, if something happens to your dog, what vet do they take them to? Do they take them to their vet or do they take them to the vet for the facility? Those are the things that you want to know. You always want to check references, whether it's a pet sitter, dog walker, boarding facility, or doggy daycare center. And by doing this, you're going to be able to find, as I say, the perfect caring provider for your pet. Okay, so I'm going to be spending the summer with my pet. There will be no pet sitter or or dog walker boarding facility in the plans. And I always say summer is so much more fun for dogs when they have the proper gear. Whether you're planning a staycation like me or a more intense excursion this manner, for example, you're going hiking or you're going out to one of the uh, state or national parks. Uh, check out some of the season's best finds. And last week, I provided viewers on Fox Cincinnati, CBS Las Vegas, where it's real hot, and Fox Detroit with some tips and product recommendations. So let's start out by utilizing pet sunscreen. You know, with summertime sun, it's not only time to start upping your sun protection game for yourself, but for your pet too. So for the best sun protection, I like EpiPet Sun Protector Spray. Now, it's developed by a veterinarian, actually. It's developed by Dr. Fleck. Um, And it's the only pet sunscreen that meets FDA guidelines for ingredient stability. It's waterproof. It includes a sunscreen rate, about the equivalent of a 30 SPF. And really, it's effective in blocking both UVA and UVB rays. What I love about it the most, it's got a unique spray valve that can be sprayed from all angles. Even you could turn the bottle upside down and spray the belly of the dog. So you want to check out epipet.com. I'm going to make sure that we put pictures of these products for you guys on our social media pages. Okay. As well as, or, you know, maybe I'll just put the segment out and you guys can watch it. So I always like to say hydration is cool. So hydration is so, so important, but especially in really hot, humid weather, like in Texas, like in Florida, as pets tend to lose a lot of their body fluids through sweat. You know, they sweat through their paws. Unlike us, they don't have that surface area that they can, they can that sweat and then evaporates. But for pet parents on the go, carry H2O for both pets and their people, but also a convenient clip-on water bowl that has a sim- single clip um, it's much easier when you're, when you're bringing your water bowl with you. I just like the simple ones. You could shove it in your purse, your knapsack, or like I said, you can clip it on your jeans or just, uh, shove it, shove it in a bag. Okay. Next up, you got to keep your pets calm and healthy. Okay. So about 75, 70% or so, 75% somewhere in there of pets, especially dogs suffer from anxiety. A lot of people don't know that. I found that a few years ago uh, when I was working for a client of mine. So now you've got thunderstorms to deal with, even though 4th of July is over with, there's still fireworks. People are traveling. There are noisy airports. There are parties. There's all sorts of loud noises. And the most important thing is you want to keep those pets calm with CBD living calming chews. Okay. So the soft baked chews are totally made with natural human-grade ingredients. They aid in digestion using prebiotics, probiotics, and vegetable-based enzymes. CBD Living CBD is combined with a proprietary technology that provides pets a fast onset calmness. Um, And remember, they've got gels, tinctures, and other great products, including shampoo and paw salve. Um, 
to give your dog the best experience possible. So check out cbdliving.com. So now if you spend, now I, a lot of you know this, I'm new to kayaking. I love it. Um, if you spend time on the water like me, um, know that for dogs that love to join their humans, rafting, kayaking, boating, surfing, paddle boarding, and swimming in the pool, you got to have a float coat. They're absolutely necessary. So I suggest you look for canine life jackets that include strong handle because you want to be able to lift the dogs out of the water if possible. A leash clip on, a reflective trim to boost visibility in low light conditions. And that's why you want it to be a really bright color too. And additionally, uh, floating docks and canine pool stairs keep pets from drowning. But here's the thing. You got to show them how to use it. So you can't expect your dog to A, be able to swim because not all dogs naturally swim. And you've got to make sure that you can show your dog how to get out of the pool. Uh, and you want to have the proper equipment for that. Okay. Here's another one that's a big thing for me. Don't forget your added parasite protection. So you've got to always this time of the year, I mean, actually all times of year, got to combat pesky parasites with natural flea and tick sprays. Um, for dogs, of course, because you're out there on the trail. Natural flea and tick sprays contain pet safe ingredients and can be used to kill fleas on your dog or on their bedding, as well as your car or in, uh, or in your home or landscape. So, you know, hopefully you're on a monthly fee and tick protection plan. But what I always say, if you use a natural flea and tick spray, they can be used for those times that you really need the added protection, reducing the risk of getting sick pets and costly vet bills, uh, as well as um, getting your house sprayed out, you know, or decontaminated. So think about added protection when hiking, when traveling, when letting your dog out of the car at a rest stop. Okay. And lastly, I want you to remember, I love my new discovery is elevated cots. They're great because they keep pets off the ground in and outside of the house. They promote uh, and increase airflow on all sides of the dog bed and the dog, keeping your pet cool and above the ground. Um, and especially if it's your dog's outside, a cot is off the ground. So your dog is protected from fleas, ticks, chiggers. You want to look for a fabric that's breathable, um, that's flea, mite, mold, and mildew resistant. It's easy to wash and maintain and portable for indoor and outdoor use. So anyway, what I'm going to do, you guys, is I'm going to put my TV, one or two of my TV segments up so you can check out the products on the Pet Buzz social media um, on channels. And none of these products are super expensive. I think um, really most of them are like under 30 bucks. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Well, it's that time. It's that time to wrap the show. And before we go, I want to give you a preview for next week's show. So next week, we're talking about how dogs genetically respond to humans and where dog owners are most and least likely to find rentals that accommodate their pooches. Um, I also want to give special thanks to Dr. George Burgess and Dr. Kate Grevy. And of course, we must always thank our sponsor, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Now, here's the thing. I always say this. If you have a question, write to us at teamatthepetbuzz.com, and we'll cover it in next week's show. Okay, and if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels like us 
as well as your favorite streaming channels and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. But most importantly, remember, we're here. Dr. Fleck and I are here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. And I want to say goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.